0: good y'all happy wednesday it is your hostess with the mostest kristen ayana and welcome back to black talk radio where we discuss the latest in black culture black news and black entertainment now i missed y'all because last week we weren't here and i wasn't on air so you know we got a lot to cover because we got to catch up it's only right And, of course, we got a dope interview later on with BDX, the Don. We're going to be talking to him. I'm super-duper excited about that. But, before we get into that, you know I got to go into our media topics because there's always something to talk about. There is always tea. So, First things first, I just want to say that Black Talk Radio is doing another giveaway for the month of April. Yeah. We're partnering with Urban Steeds, which is a black-owned brand, and we're giving away one of their signature tote Zodiac sign bags. So okay. make sure y'all enter to win. You know, Is it a man
1: bag or a woman bag?
0: Sorry, I think it's for the girls. Aww. Sorry. I mean, it's on my page, so y'all can decipher that, but make sure y'all... <laughs> You know, enter because we don't wanna rep their zodiac sign. Like what? I mean Sag sag-s are the best. Gemini's Sagges are the best. You listen, you listen. But make sure y'all <laughs> tap in, check that out, enter to win. You know, we've been definitely partnering with some Dope brands yeah, this yeah. year, so I definitely,
1: I definitely got to repost that on the actually tap in radio page. So, like she said, y'all, uh, you can uh, catch it on the Black Talk Radio IG,
0: yes. also the
1: Tap in Radio IG page. Yes.
0: So, so the instructions is there how you got to enter to win. So make sure y'all do that <laughs> for sure. So now our next topic. And to be honest, if you follow me on social media, you've probably seen this already, but because we didn't have a show last week, I feel as though it was only fair that I address it.
1: Uh-oh. It's bah, bah, bah. really
0: the the drums for me, but...
1: <laughs> I wish I had my laptop. <laughs> right now, I'll give you some gunshots.
0: <laughs> as y'all know, my content and interview with Megan Good, Black Talk Radio interview, revised... <sighs> So, boom. I got to give y'all the full story because I feel like everybody don't even know the full backstory.
1: I don't know. The way how it was coming off, yo, I'm going to be honest. It's like, we didn't know if you was giving her a prize. We didn't know if she was on the interview with you at first. But then when we started seeing everything, I was like, oh, like she just straight.
0: Nah, I definitely said on my post that she plagiarized.
1: Yeah, yeah, she definitely did.
0: Reading is definitely fundamental. But it's
1: crazy though. You actually posted it on your page, but you can see the different times in the day.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, boom. Back in February, I attended a Megan Good press conference for this Lifetime movie film that she was in called Death Saved My Life. The film focuses a lot on like mental health and follows a lot of characters on their journey. It just came out, right? Mm-hmm. It came out recently. Mm-hmm. So... The press conference, How It Works, it's put on by this company called the Ico Group. They do a bunch of press conferences, and I've been to a couple of their press conferences prior to this one. So, How It Works is we're all on Zoom. Obviously, we're in a virtual setting, so Zoom is the only way we can do things at this point. Right. So, there's I'm on Zoom as well as about maybe 50 to 100 other journalists slash media outlets. And just like the
1: Money Bad Yo thing we just have all right, the Right, exactly. No, I know how it is. Yeah. So
0: how it works is, you know, when it's time to speak to the guest, Megan and her sister Lamaya Good was there, as well as Chike, who was another actor. Um, they asked that you do the raised hand feature on Zoom and you know they try to call on as many as many people as they can but there's no call on you. Like there's a hundred there's hundred there's about a hundred, you know, people
1: it's just like the red carpet event, ladies and gentlemen. Right over here, look over here, look over here.
0: Right. So just just
1: imagine on Zoom, you keep hitting the little hand emoji Right, exactly. So
0: um I was lucky enough I raised my hand. I was called on. I asked my question to Megan Good as and you know other people got the opportunity as well. So, after the press conference, they send the footage to everyone that was a part of the conference. Okay. But they are specific on stating that you only take your coverage for yourself and for your outlet. So, what Alexis did was... Did she not only plagiarize me and my interview by taking my interview, cutting, pretending as if she was speaking to Megan... She also did this to everyone else that was in the press conference.
1: So do it real quick. Mm-hmm. Have you reported her to everybody else that was in the press conference? Like, yo.
0: Well, um, I don't know everyone that was in the press conference, but I reported to the the agency that runs right. it, the, the PR agency. Okay. Um. So it was not only plagiarism on my end, but it's plagiarism on, I mean, sorry, it's not only plagiarism, like, for on um, my like interview but it's also plagiarism on the other journalists who got to speak during that press conference as well wow. and you know I called her out on it um she just continues to block people that call her out on it um and it's crazy because the reason I found out was that she actually plagiarized another press conference um and one of my like media friends called her out on it. And then that's how I learned that she did the same thing for the Megan Good press conference. Wow. So this is like an ongoing thing. Um, it really does give me delusion though. Like she she thinks there's nothing wrong with it.
1: I don't see why. Like like she's really living like that. Fake it to the make it. Like like she's like oh nobody knows you so oh wow. But you have fans. You have friends. Who support you And know certain things So it's like Why won't Why did you even think This was gonna be good First of all You gotta take Your fucking time Out To sit there And edit. pretend
0: That you're interviewing someone
1: Yo like How many times You probably messed up <laughs> Yo As you say This is ghetto
0: Yeah It was <laughs> It was very Very ghetto And I don't know I think it's weird Cause she's also older
1: so you're trying to live a dream or chase a dream? Now, let me not say that because I'm, I'm I, I am a true believer of chase your dreams no matter what your age. But is. I feel
0: like do it the the but, right way and stop yeah. trying to come for young people while you Word. do while you at it. But you're
1: not. But you're not. She's not even getting no followers up, and she ain't getting no like you ain't getting nothing out of it.
0: I just feel like you can't be beasting for to interview celebrities that bad. Like your time will come. Like, I'm about to graduate. I never thought I would be interviewing Megan Good, but it happened. But prior to that, you know, when I saw other people getting those opportunities, I never said, like, oh, my gosh, like, oh, I'm mad. Like, I wish that was me. Like, no, I just put the work in and what was for me what was for me. Like, and it's
1: crazy that you said that because that day, other DJs that I know, mm-hmm. who I actually invited to that press conference with Moneybag yo. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. I kept hitting that button, hitting that button. They didn't even call on me. You know, like, four of the people that I invited got called on and spoke. <laughs> I was sitting here like, ain't this something? Like, I invited. Like, that
0: actually, something like that happened to me, though. <laughs> but listen, I was supposed to. um But I didn't get mad because right out of the
1: four, two of them, that was like a big experience for them. And, I, and, and that was dope. And I'm happy they got the chance to experience
0: that. Right, right, right. Yeah. um, Like I remember I was supposed to I had signed up to cover the um, Soul Train Awards. No, sorry. I signed up to cover the NAACP Image Awards. Okay. And I sent it to one of my media friends because she was interested in press conferences and stuff. And she was like, oh, if you ever see anything like send it to me. So I sent it to her. So she was able to get through, but I wasn't. But then later on, they emailed me and was like, hey, actually, we do have space for you now. But what it, but you see, like, I'm not the type of person where if someone else gets the opportunity and I don't like I'm upset about it because I just if you're around me, I automatically want you to win.
1: Right, right.
0: And I think that's how a lot of people should be.
1: I heard you made a special page, though.
0: A special page. Yeah, I
1: heard you made it onto a special page because of this incident.
0: Oh yeah, I made it onto the Neighborhood Talk, yeah, which like, is the um, okay. which is the blog that is created by Kyle, who once worked for the Shade Room. So that is kind of what blew everything up because once I was on the Neighborhood Talk, it was over. I mean, yeah, like everyone was on, obviously, like on my side because. She for blatantly... Bookings,
1: for bookings for Christian Ayala, please contact me. <laughs> uh,
0: but I, I feel like when outside... When outside... I mean, damn. What's tea? Like, we got to start doing some... I got to start doing some appearances.
1: We got you. Listen, listen. But
0: I'm not going into the clubs
1: because... Why? That's where you got to start. That's where it's at. COVID. I know you ain't so. Girl, we, we ain't going to talk People, about
0: this on here. I mean, I'm vaccinated, but...
1: Yeah. See? <laughs> And then you got they were just telling me what you what you about to do in a couple of more couple of more weeks,
0: man. Listen, I want to do I do okay for the people that's in my life. If I started doing like um, here and
1: there, I'm not I'm not saying all the time here and there.
0: Like okay, I'm throwing out club appearances, but that's really not in my brain right now. But I'm thinking more like stores, man. like pop up, like not pop up shops, but like. Going to stores right. um, and doing appearances like that, for, do like that for like a couple hours. Like, that's cool. Yeah. Like, on the weekends. That's cool. The mall, maybe.
1: Like, store in the mall. We can start down by your uh, by your school. See what we can do out there. My school? Ain't nothing over there. Hey, we can start down there. It gotta be something.
0: There's no good stores in Madison, New Jersey. You
1: can start a local donut shop or something.
0: <laughs> no. I want to do something like a cool store. Like, um, like Stronghold Shop in Bloomfield. Shout All out right. to my, my dude Cash. Um, they're a dope store. Like I would go in there and do yeah. like an appearance.
1: Um Yeah. Uh, Mary B mentioned them too. I know. We're going to set them up. we going to, we going to reach out to them. See what's up.
0: Cause summer 2021. I'm outside.
1: I got to get a vehicle wrapped. The tapping vehicle. <laughs>
0: yeah and pick me up because <laughs> listen i got a car but being being chauffeured greater than sign driving <laughs> yes <laughs> but but we're about to start our interview with bdx the dawn um okay. that really wraps up our trending topics for yes. tonight to be honest i just had to catch y'all up i know that wasn't really newsy but listen life was life in so tea and yeah So we're going to add him Okay, let's see Here he goes Hi, mm-hmm. how are you?
2: Yo, what it doing? What's going on?
0: Thank you so much for being here. For those of y'all, you know, tuned in, this is the Black Talk Radio interview with BDX, the Dawn.
2: So, (laughs) thanks for having me.
0: You're welcome. You're welcome. So, first things first, for those who, you know, may or may not know, can you just tell us, you know, where are you from and what made you start getting into music?
2: All right, so I come from a city named Hyattsville, maryland you know what i'm saying around the dc metropolitan area um you know what i'm saying and i got into music because my family both sides of my family are pretty much into music Mm -hmm. Uh, my mom's side they play gospel songs and all that type of stuff like they all play instruments all that so i grew up like listening to that all my life and then on my father's side like my grandfather is a uh he was a professional gospel singer, so.
0: Oh wow! You know what I'm
2: saying? That's pretty much in my blood. Slim and the Supreme Angels. If y'all want to do y'all research, you know what I'm saying. Lead singer Daniel Scott. So that's pretty much how I got into music. I felt like it's in my blood, and mm-hmm. I felt like my uh, my voice was my talent that I had to bring to that instrumental family.
0: So, so you said music was in your blood. So, like, at what point did you, you know, start developing yourself as an artist and saying, like, okay, this is what I want to do.
2: pretty much when I took it serious or, like, when I I made my first rap. Like...
0: Um, you know what? Share with us both because we're here to (laughs) learn all about you. So let us know.
2: No doubt. So, I mean, I made my first rap at, like, at, like, 12 years old. It was called Fat Brandon. Okay. I forgot how it goes, but it was called (laughs) Fat Brandon. You know what I'm saying? And if if y'all in this chat, y'all my day ones, (laughs) y'all know, like, when I first started, like, how trash that shit was. (laughs) Like... You know what I'm saying? Like, I did a remix to uh, Michael Jackson's Break of Dawn. Mm-hmm. That's when I started taking it pre-serious. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Because now that I listen to it, it sound like I was just kidding, but I was dead ass. But, um, so I would say when I was taking it serious, serious, like, I want to go pro with it. I would I would say
0: 2016.
2: Okay. When I started making, like, serious music, started making, like, serious projects, stuff like that. And uh, I've just been going strong ever since, you know?
0: And what was that transition like? Like what was the turning point that was like, okay, I'm gonna really do this and take this serious?
2: Oh man, uh, you know, sometimes you just be with your boys, you know, y'all you just be kicking it and you just be bullshitting, like they turn on a beat. You know, everybody think they're rapping when they when they smoking and everything. So <laughs> hey, we used to turn on beats and just freestyle. And then like people I just felt like, I then I need to step back into that booth see what we work we're working with get second go around you
0: know Nah, for sure and I, I think that's so. dope and I think that honestly takes courage because even though you may have a lot of people around you telling you that you're good at something sometimes we can hold our own self back right so I think that was good that you were able to you know really say I'm really going to do this and take in the advice that others gave to you for sure
2: no doubt, it definitely was a, it definitely was appreciated, and I appreciate everybody that gave me that push, man, because I needed it for sure.
0: Right, right, right. So now I want to talk about your experience on Rhythm and Flow. Um, for those of y'all who don't know, Rhythm and Flow is a popular <laughs> show on Netflix. Um, with you know different artists come in, they audition. It's music contest show um you know cardi b was one of the judges on there so just talk to us about you know that experience and what that was like man man like the whole, we, need, we need the whole experience. breakdown from like your first like come on you gotta give it to us
2: <laughs> i got you i'm gonna give you that exclusive, right so <laughs> it's crazy because um shout out to niall she told me um i reached out to her i was like hey blah blah, blah like Mm-hmm. definitely trying to work with you, blah, 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 see what you're doing. I mean, with two people, because she's a journalist as well. So mm-hmm. she was doing really well for herself. So I was like, yo, like, how do I get like you? Like, we're from the same area. Like, you really inspirational, blah, blah, blah. She was like, oh, hit up this person. Right. So I hit up somebody, and he was a producer on the show. And then he was just like, yeah, I'll put your name in the ballot. Like I said, it's 800,000 people that's applying for this, so I can't guarantee you that you're even going to make it. Right. And I was just like... All right. I mean at this point I'm just like whatever like I don't <laughs> I don't got a chance to make that shit so I, I was just over it. So I submitted it anyway. He he still told me to submit mm-hmm. cuz it's a better chance to put your name in the ballot than to just be be like I'm not voting at all or I'm not putting my name in the ballot at all. So I put my name in the ballot and then um 2 weeks later he hit me up. He was like, "Yo, like you made it past the first wave, bro." Like or just you need a little more information? Like, send me some actual music of yours. So I sent them the music and everything. Sent them, like, a freestyle video.
0: Right. And
2: then, you know, I got a job. I got a 9 to 5. You know what I'm talking about? So I'm at work. And I get a call. It's, like, the whole team, like, their whole production team. They was like, yo, like, you made the show, bro. Like, we're going to fly you out to Atlanta, like, next month. So I was just like, y'all playing with me right now. Y'all on some bullshit. Like, nah, there's no way. So then it took, like, some convincing. I had to talk to, like, four different people that was, like, in their production crew. And they showed me that they was official. So I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. They sent me all the details. They sent me my flight information. That's how I knew it was real, though. They sent me my flight information and my hotel information.
0: Okay, you just flew out. It. Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I got flewed out. You know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> my first time, for real. So, <laughs> yeah, so I flew out to Atlanta. I didn't really know what to expect. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It was a whole bunch of different artists: uh, Troy Man, London B. Uh, shout out, Ken the Man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, oh, Man was three. also
0: on my show.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, she she's dope, man. She hard as hell. But uh, For real, those some real humble people. Some of the hardest artists from their cities. So it was a great it was a great opportunity to meet a lot of those people. We was in the same room backstage, just networking, talking to each other, like t- t- saying our goals and all that. And then uh, we started doing a cipher and like I, I didn't even feel like I, I didn't even feel like I belonged in that same room. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because they was like really lyrical, like punchline after punchline after punchline. So I'm just being humbled. I'm like, damn, so I'm <laughs> like, am I even good enough to be here right now? You know what I'm saying? So it didn't even feel like we was there. Like we was just casually talking about auditioning for judges that are like in the industry high up. So we're just casually talking about that. Oh, I heard T.I.'s out there. Like, we about to perform in front of T.I. Like, like that's just casual. You feel me? So I'm just right. like, bro, like, it doesn't even feel real that that's happening. So I was up first. Uh, they called my name. They said BDX, Troy, man. And I forgot who that last person was. Mm-hmm. But they took us uh, took us on a bus, took us on a little shuttle, took us over to the grand stage. I walked in. I see Quavo, bright-ass chains. I'm like, oh, shit. That's <laughs> Quavo. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's big boy. Hey, that's T.I. Like, they right here in my face, like literally like six feet away from me. I'm just like, oh shit. So then they tell me, uh, my, my ass forgot the mic when I was on my way up to the stage, first and foremost. <laughs> I was tripping, you feel me? Like, it I was the nerves. Like, it was the nerves, you know what I'm saying? They got the best of me. Uh, I used to be an athlete in high school, so. Everybody in this chat that used to be an athlete at my school, man, they know, like, if you get hype, you get hype. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah, like, real hype. So I was on stage. This T.I. started asking me questions, like, who I was, where I was from. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a lot of stuff they didn't show on the actual show. Right. Because my audition was probably, like, five minutes in total. Mm -hmm. You know, so I I talked to them. They gave me some game on how to, like, come up on the industry and all that stuff. And uh. If T.I. ever sees this, man, you still owe me that champagne. You said you were going to keep cold, man, if I ever made it. So keep that cold. And um, I did my thing. You know, they played the song. Like I said, my mouth, my mic was too close to my mouth, so they couldn't even hear what I was saying. I'm jumping around. I'm hype. You know what I'm saying? I'm jumping around. I'm trying to beat my feet. That's a D.C. dance. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I'm I'm all over the place. You feel me? I'm doing everything but spitting into the mic and, like, engaging the crowd. I was engaging the crowd, but they couldn't hear what I was saying. Right, so, right. Huge learning experience. I don't necessarily count that as an L because mm-hmm. I got insight from some of the top from the game's top rappers, you know, right. some legends. First and foremost. Then I got to meet some of the hardest artists in America. So it's mm-hmm. just kind of like we networked, we locked in, they still follow me back, you know what I'm saying? So it was just a humbling experience altogether. And that's the moment I realized that I had something special, special. Because out of 800,000 people, like I selected me Mm -hmm. out of all these people. So that's how I kind of knew. I was like, all right, now I got to really keep going and trying out this rap thing because apparently I'm nice or something like that. You know what I mean? So
1: just another motivator
2: factor.
0: Thank you for sharing that. I, I think that's dope. And you know, I always say like, You'll know when you're supposed to be, you know, doing something because God will give you the signs like that moment that you always may feel like, I don't know if this is working out or I don't know if I'm good at this. I feel like the universe always drops a little like "Mm -mm, this is for you. Here's that little reminder. So I think I think that was dope. And, you know, I'm really happy that you got that experience to, you know, learn from some of the dopest people in the game and even connect with, you know, other artists. Because I always tell people it's not always about who's at the top now, but your peers, because those peers that you have are the same people that are going to be at the top, you know, in the future. So I definitely, definitely think that was super dope. And I'm so glad that you got that experience and you were able to share that with us for sure.
2: Right. Right. I feel the same way about what you just said too. Like it's all about networking and climbing that climbing that ladder together. You know, working together.
0: Right, right. Because you know, right. people
2: are like, like Ken is going crazy right now. You know, it's crazy just to see her rise and like other people rise. It's just crazy, you know. Yeah, so,
0: Ken is really doing did. her thing. She and I think she's on Rolling Loud for the uh for the Miami for the yeah. So that's lit.
2: <laughs> that's lit, man.
0: In fact, so I want to get into your latest project, Expensive Taste. Um, You know, we got to talk about that. Like, what was that like recording that, dropping that? You know, walk us through that process.
2: Expensive Taste. That's like, I feel like that's like my high school sweetheart or something. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, that's like the project that I have, that, that means the most to me to this day, you know, that I ever dropped uh, because I took my time with it. You know, it's it all started in October 2019. You know, I, I came home from, like, the gym or something mm-hmm. and I was in my car. I just had a song in me and then uh, I played a beat and then I just started writing it in my car. Like, I'm in the parking lot. I'm already home, you know what I'm saying? I'm just in a, I stopped. I'm, not, I'm just in a parking lot just writing for, like, an extra hour <laughs> before I even walked in the house. So that's how it all started and, like, I was just like, man, like, I think I'm going to make a project, bro, because Mm -hmm. I I have it in my heart right now. And I wanted to give, I wanted to give my listeners something different. And I wanted to give them like a luxurious listening experience. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So it's like, that's where expensive taste come from. Because I feel like the name Don, like they associate that with like luxury, nice things. You know what I'm saying? First class flights, like models, like all that stuff. That's how people perceive it. You feel me? So I'm like, okay. So it kind of plays into The whole Don thing as well, but we also wanted to represent like the steak and lobster wrap. You know what I mean? Like We wanted to represent that quality taste, you know? So that's how it all started. That was my vision. So it just kind of, and it was so many times I thought I was ready to drop it. Uh, At least eight times, at least eight times I wanted to drop it. I thought I was ready. Really? Like, but then, yeah, something happened, whereas I was like, Nah, I'm not ready. Like, say, like, I had, like, eight songs Mm -hmm. or I had seven songs ready to drop. I'm just like, yo, let's get this in. Let's drop this right now. And I'm just like, Big Sean dropped Detroit, too. And I appreciate, like, the art that he did behind it. So I'm just like, yo, like, I'm nowhere near ready if this is what a quality project sounds like. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I had some ups and downs from the moment I started writing that song to the moment of the drop. Like, it's been a crazy ride. It's been, like, a year and a half. Right. And I'm glad it took that long because like it came out the way I envisioned it. And um like we was we took our time with the with the album cover itself. Mm-hmm. Like we took the time with all the videos dropping. We, we we wanted to do it, we wanted to move like a label this time, you know? Mm-hmm. So we would drop like a single. I think the first single was Need. Um we dropped Need with Kia Janae. Shout out Kia Janae. And then um we dropped the video for that. Then we dropped Fly featuring Bo Young Prince. Shout out to Bo. Then we dropped the visuals for that. You know, we was getting people hyped up. Like, oh, shit, BDX is going crazy, bro. Like, we wanted to get the people anticipating the project. So after we got that buzz, and we got that anticipation, that's when we, boom, hit them with the whole 11-track project. Right, right, right. Know, it's crazy. Like the feedback we've been getting, like it makes me think it's the one because like the feedback has been getting is just crazy. Like fifty thousand views and plays. That's
0: so good. <laughs> in the first
2: two weeks. You feel me? Like, independent. Like it's crazy. Like
0: that's so good. Like you should really be proud of yourself. And I love that you um, mentioned how you pushed the project back eight times because I think as a creative. When you put out something, you really want to be proud of it. So if that means you are going to have to make the sacrifice and push back and take more time to do it, I think that is the better way to do it. And, you know, the people that support you and engage with your work will really appreciate that. So I think that was something dope that you mentioned for sure, for sure. Now. Yeah. If you have to say your favorite song on the project, what would it be and why?
2: All right. All right. My favorite song on the project. This is like choosing my kids now. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? But uh, choosing my favorite kids. But um, I'll say Sneaky Link. Okay. Um, The Afro Beat joint. Shout out to Brian. Shout out to Iggy. Shout out to Candle Joseph, man, on the hook, you know, because that's different, like way, way out of my lane. You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. it was something different. Like, if anybody's familiar with my past projects, it's like that young, it's like I'm pretty much just being braggadocious, you know, and I'm pretty much talking about the life I'm living, like as, like as young as I was. Right. Like, oh, I'm popping Sean Don, I'm popping Ace of Spades, blah, 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 blah. Like, that's all I was talking about. But this one is like, it was more depth to it, so sneaky link, and then especially the process. They know what the process was to get that song. Brian was in Nigeria, Candle Joseph was in Houston. Oh, wow! Me and, Iggy, me and Iggy was in Austin, you know what I'm saying? So it was, it was just crazy that I had to re record my verse. So it, it was a process. It took like two months just to get that song like fully completed,
0: right? Right, and then I,
2: <laughs> yeah, that I still sent it to my engineer in Maryland to get it bounced down. Mm-hmm. So, but I love that song because. You you know I, I'm, I'm pretty much it's pretty much chill. You know it's a chill vibe. I love Afro beats. I love Wizkid. Kid. I love Burner Boy. I love all those guys. So yes. to be able to make a song like that, yeah. Whisk Kid
0: and Burner, listen, they be playing in my car on a regular. Okay, <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's the only way to do it, though. I mean, you know, I, I love those guys, but um, yeah, it was a chill vibe. You know, then Candle killed the hook. You know, I wanted to I wanted to switch it up. You know, it was a quick switch up, and it came out great. It came out the way I envisioned it. It actually came out better than I envisioned it being. So it was just a great great experience to be able to get an Afrobeat record under my belt.
0: Right, right, right.
2: Yeah, it's just I think that's the one on that album. So one of the ones definitely, but it's my favorite.
0: Well, make sure if y'all have not that y'all check out you know this project and that song Sneaky, okay? Because it's motherfucking hot.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate
0: you. You're welcome. So now I want to know, you know, as an artist, what is it like being in the studio with you? You mentioned a little bit about, you know, your creative process and how much time you really put in, but I just want to know because certain artists, like they have certain things that they need with them in the studio, certain people. So what is it like for you?
2: Oh man. And I always say like if if I'm talking from the perspective of somebody that's watching me in the studio, mm-hmm. like everybody knows that I'm a perfectionist. Like literally, like mm-hmm. it's not happening unless I'm satisfied. Like I can have 15 people in there, which which never happened and probably would never happen. <laughs> <laughs> but um, say I just laid down like a bar, right? And I ask them to play it back. I say, "Yeah, how do y'all feel about that?" And they play it back, and then um. You know what I'm saying? They like it. They say, oh, hey, that shit was hard, bro. I I love that shit. Now, I'm not satisfied. It's not happening. I promise you it's not happening. Like I'm like, no, we're going to redo it again. Keep that one just for the record. Right. Just in case. But we're going to do it again because I'm not feeling it. Because I know if I go home, I'm going to be thinking about it. I'm going to be like, bro, I should have fixed that bar (laughs) when I was in there. So I hate going home with regrets. So I'm just a perfectionist. I try to lay it down. While I'm in it, that's why I need eight hours for like three songs or maybe four songs sometimes
1: because mm-hmm.
2: I take my time with it. And like, I just want everything to be perfect. I want to feel like, yeah, I did that. You know, I want to feel like I laid it down my best way. I want to feel like I delivered it the best, you know. So that's that's pretty much it. And and we're vibing in there. Like I'm, I'm very vocal. Like, I get my people involved a lot. Like anybody that's in there. Like I really care about their opinion. Like nobody's coming to the studio with me unless I don't value their opinion. You know? Okay,
0: that's like fair. That, so. Most deaf. So um, would you say you? it's like a large group that's there when you record or more so on a smaller scale?
2: Uh, the most people I had at one time was probably like four people, not including myself.
0: Okay, that's, so that's I, I definitely like smaller. Two, you know? Yeah, that's definitely like a smaller scale. Because I know some artists, they be having the whole gang in there like It'd be like they throwing yeah. a party, okay?
2: Right. <laughs> so, it'd be like that. Maybe things will change, but you know. Definitely. But right now, though nah. Shout out to Carl too. Shout out to Carl too, because me and him, we like a dynamic duo. That's my engineer. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So that he makes it easy too for me.
0: Shout out to Carl. So you mentioned, you know, a little bit about like, you know, your engineer Carl. You mentioned how you've been really pushing this project. So I have to ask you, you know, do you have a team? How was that team created? And, you know, how important has that been for your career?
2: Oh, man, it's it's definitely it's crazy how far we came as far as like a team. You know, I mean, we did it, especially me as an artist, Mm -hmm. like not knowing about the industry. And I think that's something that all artists should do. It's like learn the industry. Like I have a book, uh, shout out to my man, Patrick. He will, he go to Berkeley. He just graduated from Berkeley college in Boston. He put me on to this mm-hmm. book called, uh, everything you need to know about the music industry. So I've been reading up on that, learning the teams who you're supposed to have on your side and all types of other stuff. But, uh, we pretty much put it piece by piece, you know, and uh, I right. started with my man, Drew, I think he, he definitely in here right now, my man Drew. My man Drew puts in work, man. Mm-hmm. I was like, my, my right-hand guy, you know what I'm saying? And, like, he he, I saw his dedication from, like, we was like, yo, we're going to Boston tomorrow. To, uh, I think we was partying one Friday at University of Maryland.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: then uh we, we, we was link, we linked with Drew. And then uh we was like, yeah, we're going to go to Boston tomorrow, see our man, and record at Berkeley. He was like, oh, for real? That's what's up. I'll be down to go. <laughs> and then he was like I was like this oh you know I'm thinking he's just shooting the shit you feel me like I'm thinking he just bullshitting i right. like, oh, that's what's up that's what's up this guy literally like literally like two hours later texted me and said what flight are y'all on I'm like oh. he about his business <laughs> he about his business so um so I told him what flight we was on I get a text back an hour later he on the same flight as us I'm like oh shit
0: All right now <laughs> he
2: got a so he he came to Boston with us the next day, and that's how I knew he was dedicated. Like he was I was like, all right, this guy right here, hey, he's definitely somebody that is down for the, you know, down for the team or whatever. So we've been locked in since then. Shout out my boy Devin. You know what I'm saying? My man Devin LaFlair, he in this joint right now. There you go. My man Devin, you know, <laughs> all my other brothers, Malcolm in here, you know what I'm saying. Devin comes to every single event I have, like a video shoot, mm-hmm. uh studio sessions he pulls up to. You know what I'm saying? And Devin's insight means so much to me because he still keeps me in tune with what's hot. So mm. Devin's opinion is something I, I really value. My man Tashawn, you know what I'm saying? In the Outback days, my, my day one, you know, he he he's definitely somebody that, that throws insight and gives me new ideas, you know? So everybody on my team is all my boys, you know, Malcolm. Like, shout out to everybody, man. Like, y'all know who y'all are, bro. Like, everybody. I would not be me without these guys. You know what I mean? Right, <laughs> like, right. Like, yeah, it's just, it's just crazy how everything played out, you know? And they put in work for me, they go hard for me, I go hard for them. So there's no way we can lose. And we show love, you know, our team. We can't do it without a team. I can't do it without a team. So (laughs) I can go on for days about my team, but (laughs) that's pretty much the gist of it, though.
0: Now, I for real feel you. And I think that's important that you have a team because I think a lot of times with artists, especially independent artists, so early on, they definitely try to do a lot of things on their own. And it could be taxing because the reality is you can't make music and take on the role of a publicist, of a marketer, of a manager. It's just not realistic. Right. So I think, you know, having people on your team early on in your career can definitely be super duper Beneficial for you in the long run as an artist, for sure.
2: Right. So, see, I was doing, I was trying to do everything at first. Like when I first started, like I was trying to do everything. Like I don't know how the hell I was coming up a project. Still, but like it's it's definitely a breath of fresh air, you know. That that instead of like trying to carry a boulder on my back, still trying to write, it's mm-hmm. like my guys, like they kind of just took that burden off of me, you know. And and they're it's all equally distributed, so now I can still focus on being a creative, you know, and still kind of focus on the business and still kind of, you know, be helpful with that stuff. But
0: right. Yeah. No, nah, I definitely, definitely, definitely feel you. So like, was there a point in time where you, you know, you mentioned how you said at first you were doing everything on your own. So mm-hmm. how did you feel in that moment? Was it just like, I need a team, but I don't know how to go about it or was it just like I'm just going to do it on my own. Uh, I got to figure it out.
2: Ah, man, it's, you see I was young too, so I was kind of stubborn. And I, and, I, and me I had trust issues back then. So I wanted to do everything you my way. You saying some real you know, like, shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, man, I I felt I, back then I felt like I'm the only person that could do it the right the way that I wanted, you know? So that's why I pushed <laughs> to do it myself, and I kept pushing and just being delusional about needing a team, because I felt like I was all I needed, you know?
0: Right. But,
2: I had to be real, you know, I started getting really overwhelmed, Uh, started getting a lot of writer's block, you know, because I'm still focused on the business while I'm trying to write, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, having a team, like, definitely switch gears, and that's, and having a team, we came up with expensive tapes, You know what I'm saying? Mm Because these guys are throwing ideas at me. Like, we got expensive taste out of it, you know, and it's a big difference from my King of Hearts days, like, which is my past project. So we've definitely seen a big, big evolution there, like huge growth with the team.
0: Now, that's facts. And, you know, I love how you mentioned at first you were a little bit stubborn, but then you realized, like, you really need a team because I think for so many people, they can relate to that. Not even people that are in music, but just people that maybe own businesses or you know do other things that may be hesitant to having a team because even me, like I'm a music media consultant, so I consult with music artists and we work together to help them get gain media coverage. Um, I also run Black Talk Radio. Meet this media outlet. And it took me a while to get a team for Black Talk Radio because I was scared of how it would be and putting my trust into other people. But it's better because, listen, I'm trying to work smarter, not harder, as I get older, okay? So for anybody listening right now, if you're thinking about getting a team do it start small i would say um you don't have to go out and get 10 people even if it's just you know starting small and simply getting an assistant or somebody i think that is can be helpful and you know a good good way to start for sure so so my final question for you because we are running out of time if you could All leave right. the listeners slash viewers with one thing to remember about you, what would it be and why?
2: To remember about me. You mean like a legacy type thing or something that I, I would want them to remember me from this right here?
0: It could be either or, to be honest. Ball is in your court.
2: All right. I'm going I'm to hit you both. I'm going to make it short, though. Legacy wise, I want people to remember me as uh, I want people to know that I'm uh, a genuine person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm humble. You know, even if I have like what they call it, resting bitch face. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I know like my face be looking mean. Like I might, I look like I don't want to be there, but like I'm, you come up to me like I, I probably, I'm trying to throw positivity into the world. That's what I'm trying to do. Like, I'm calling you, I'm calling random people boss. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying was up to people. I'm giving people head nods. Like, I'm showing that like, I'm friendly. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm a nice person. Right, I'm humble. Right. I like to show love. Like, if I, if I fuck with you, like I'm going to motivate you. I'm going to support you. Like, that's me. Like, that's just me. So, if, if I'm negative, you know it's something wrong. Like, I'm having a terrible day. So, I'm, that's all I want people to know is that uh, you know, I come from the heart with it. And I'm, I'm genuine and I'm just being myself out here. Like I'm staying in my own lane. Like I'm not trying to be like everybody else. You know what I'm saying? I see everybody else moving a certain way. That's cool. Y'all do y'all. But we're going to do us on this side. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know so that's pretty much what I want people to remember about me or to know about me.
0: Well, I think that was a dope you know, thing that you left us with. Um, I love that you said that you're always going to stay true to you because I think especially in an industry like music and entertainment is so like easy to be, you know, for, for you to allow people to change you. So I love that you're grounded and you really, you know, know who you are and you're staying true to who you are for sure. So I just want to thank you so much for chatting with me. This was super duper dope. Thanks
2: for having me once again.
0: You're very welcome. Um, Make sure y'all check out BDX, the Don, all his music. His latest project, Expensive Taste, is now out. And yeah, thank you so much.
2: All right, take care.
0: You too. Have a good one. And that wraps up our interview with BDX, the Don. That was super dope. I think he's a cool guy for sure. You know, make sure y'all Check him out. But as you know, every week we have our new at night where, you know, I highlight a new artist that has been really just putting in that work, shaking up the scene. Got the dope hits. So this week we're highlighting Lainey J and her song called Vibrant. So let me know what y'all think. And I will see y'all next week. Same time, same place. Later.